up everyone you are now listening to another episode of full drop podcast a podcast where i your host give you the drop on everything local and abroad with that sneakers clothing music and much much more nacido listo born ready oftentimes you hear that come up in conversation when someone's telling you they were born ready to do something but what exactly does it mean to be born ready For me, it means there is no doubt in your mind what you are doing, what you are great at, you were simply born ready. There's no extra help that you need, no extra guidance. What you do is what you were made to do. Whether that's vintage, sneakers, drawing, anything, you are simply born ready to do it. Our next guest tells us about his biggest struggles growing up, how he combated them, and how he knew he was born ready. Our next guest at this time, Javi, aka the Born Ready Guy. Alright guys, so we are here with our very, very special guest at this time. Um, we have met, I think we met a couple years ago, man, we used to work together, Yeah. and um, we've always been chopping it up, we've always you know, kind of clicked with stuff that we liked, both mm-hmm. of us. And uh, please, please introduce yourself. Who do we have here today? My name is Javi Martinez, uh, or Javier, or the Born Ready guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. The Yeah. We met working at T-Mobile, yeah. bro, a while back. It was cool because I remember seeing you with Dunks on, or like just Fresh Jordans. I think it was some Dunks. I think it was Dunks, yeah. and I was like, damn, Dunks? I ain't seen those. Like, I don't know what it, what pair it was, yeah. but I just remember telling you, like, damn, those are fresh. Yeah. I remember being into Dunks. I actually got in trouble for that, too. For where? Yeah, because yeah. you can't wear colorful shoes at T-Mobile. Yeah. Fuck T-Mobile. Yeah, they're like, they're like uh, you know, we're going to let it slide because it's like... Training or yeah, some shit like that. And I was like, oh, man, I know they're going to start with some bullshit mm-hmm. already. So, yeah, I got... I got Not only... I don't remember what's his name, but he... The, the manager there at that store who was like the trainer mm. said something to me. And then also my manager mm-hmm. at my other store said something to me about that, too. Yeah, I I figured. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn. They were going to crack down as soon. They didn't want to let you have all the swag no, there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, where did you grow up? Uh, Gardena, California. Gardena. And I moved around, like Gardena, California, Compton, and I just spent the rest of my life in Lawndale, California. Yeah, how was it over there growing up? How was like the culture different from moving to Iowa? Uh, fast pace, you know, everyone minded their business. Uh, I grew and well, Gardena is kind of like diverse, has like uh, a large Asian, Black, and Mexican community, yeah. or Hispanic, I should say. Yeah. So I grew up with pretty much like. Black homies, Asian homies, my cousins down the street, yeah. just running around, running down the street. And then the street I lived on was like a main avenue. Yeah. So a bunch of traffic, foot traffic, just craziness all around. Yeah. Uh, you had to be tough. Yeah, I was going to say, was yeah. it, it kind of like that you either be tough or you're going to get beaten down? It's either you get with it or you get lost yeah. type of shit. Like, either you're going to 
be tough or you can get picked on. Yeah. Like, you want to get picked on every day? Nah, I doubt it, you know? Yeah. So it was just like either get with the program or just move around. Yeah. Don't be around. You know, if you're going to hang around with the crowd, you better be ready, you know? Ready? Yeah. yeah. How was it then growing up there? What, what type of uh, upbringing did you kind of experience with the neighborhood and, and all that diversity? All right, so having two immigrant parents, it was kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, my dad worked two jobs. My mom worked one. So I was pretty much at home with my brother, yeah. and he's eight years older than me. Yeah. So you can already tell the type of people I was hanging around with, just people who were way older, yeah. maybe my friends, mm-hmm. just lots of craziness, bro, like gangs, yeah. um, drug addicts, yeah. bunch of craziness. Even if it didn't have to do with drugs or gangs, you still see some like arguments, some fights, or a liquor store being robbed, some shit like that, but... I don't know. You just learn, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn really fast, you know. Like, oh shit, not don't do that, mm-hmm. you know. That's you get that, you know. Yeah. But uh, it was really hard, bro. Like, I don't know. With my parents just not being there, I just did my own shit. Just, mm-hmm. all right, I'm with my brother. Mm-hmm. He told me not to get hurt, so that's the only thing I gotta worry about not getting hurt. I'm gonna just do whatever I want, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But it, it catches up with you, you know? Yeah. can't do whatever you want all the time. I was going to say, too, did you have... Were you able to experience some things as a kid, like that normal, like, you know, that normalized kid would experience? Or did you kind of go straight to, like, hey, you, you got to grow up, like, right now? Mm, yeah. Like, just seeing my parents struggle and just seeing my brother having to work at a very young age. Not even work, just, like, you know, the street life type shit. I was just like, okay, yeah, this is serious, you know, like... There'll be times when I have, like, lights, you yeah. know? Like, my fridge would be a cooler with a bag of ice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this sucks, you know? Yeah. Like, just shit like that. I'm like, okay, you, we, yeah, this ain't no game. Like, once I hit double digits mm-hmm. in the age, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get my own money. Or at least try to. Yeah. Or just save up. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really, it's tough, bro. Like, everyone out there is so, everyone's close together and it's fast-paced. Everyone has their own problems. So it's like a ticking time bomb with everyone. Like, you might be on a chill day, but this person next to you is having a bad day. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, bro. Like, like a melting pot of, like, cultures and emotions and problems and attitudes and shit. It's, yeah. like, really fucked. Um, do you remember, like, your first time growing up when you're, like, was or, like, when you're growing up, who was your biggest inspiration to keep moving forward and, like, keeping that energy to, like, hey, I got to keep pushing? My older brother. Yeah, that dude is like he played my older brother and my dad, of course. My yeah. dad, he he only taught me how to just to keep working, you know. Yeah. Like, better days will come. Just keep working hard, things like that. But my brother was more like, Nah, fuck that. We gonna get it. We gonna yeah. get it in. Like, we're not gonna eat. There'll be days where like we wouldn't eat just because we're saving money, you know. Like, yeah. oh, we can eat tomorrow or whatever. But my brother and my dad, but mainly my brother, because that food. Just seeing him go through his trials and tribulations, I was like, fuck. This food's like. A real one, I should yeah. say, you know, like this was not playing around, like, and it just made me want to do more. It made me not want to let people down like how I am today, you know? Yeah. Like that food just didn't want to, like, he he kept his word. He said he's going to do something, he would do it, you know, like, and I just, I fucked with that, like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's how I want to be. Always kept it pushing. He always told me it is what it is. That's life, you know, things like that. He was like, that's what I got the born ready thing from, just from him. Just that mentality is like, you got to keep going. It is what it is. You know, you're built for it. You know, yeah. you're ready for this thing. You 
you signed up for it, you know? Yeah. Shit like that. What type of uh, music were you listening to growing up, kind of to get you in that mood and that vibe to just kind of relax, keep going, keep it pushing, and kind of get your mind out of, like, your surroundings? Keep my mind out of the yeah. gutter? Oh, shit. Growing up in my household, a lot of corridos, you know? Yeah. Like, my dad played a lot of, like, Chalino. Yeah. But my brother, I hung out with my brother a lot, so I listened to Tupac. Tupac. Biggie. Shit, Snoop, like all the old 90s golden era hip hop, like a mob deep, yeah, AZ, Nas, Jay Z, shit, all the good ones. Like, I remember being a little kid listening to Big L, yeah, going to elementary school singing that 98 freestyle, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm getting sent to the principal's office for saying, uh, no love for bitches, uh, putting thugs in uh, ditches with my trigger finger itches. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know what he meant, <laughs> but I'm just like a little kid, like, damn, this is hard. Yeah. Like, I fuck with this. I used to skate to it draw to it i'll just be i'll clean up the house to it so yeah music was like a big played a big role early 90s new york rap for sure yeah would you say that that kind of you're kind of glad that that did end up like that you found that love kind of for music to try and figure out where you're going to, like what are you what are you going through you know what i mean yeah definitely like music it was like background music for me you know like yeah. I do it to this day where like if I wake up and I'm feeling like a certain mood, I'll play like a certain genre. Yeah. And it'll be like my background music for the whole day. Yeah. And just things like that. Like it just mo it just got me through the day, you know? Like fuck. I don't know. What was the question again? Sorry. So like do you do you, do you appreciate that you found that love for that music? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause I can relate to it, you yeah. know? I like other music I couldn't relate to it. Like we'll be talking about the good life, I don't know. I don't know what the good life is. I'm talking. I listen to Mob Deep, where like they're on the block, it's yeah. trife life, things like that. I'm like, oh damn, these fools are talking some shit I can relate to. Like, I've seen with my own eyes, type of thing. You know, not experience, but I've seen like yeah. things like that. Um, what would you say was the biggest thing growing up and having to adapt? Like, what do you, what do you think would be the biggest kind of like block in your road that you had to kind of overcome um, growing up? how how easy it is to get into like the gang life and yeah. drugs in LA and just it's super easy you know yeah it's it's really it's like a huge obstacle for like little kids growing up in Los Angeles especially like in a gang infested neighborhood like every corner you turn every street you turn there's gonna be people hanging out shooting ghetto bird helicopter sirens yeah. that's like the biggest block like distractions there's a lot of distractions I used to play baseball mm. and I'll still be distracted with hanging out with the homies on the block. You know, I'll have homework to do or I'll have to go practice. I'm like, nah, fuck practice. I'm going to go hang out. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, the biggest obstacle out there, really, like, just having a, tons of distractions, bad people around you. Yeah. You think they're cool because you know them your whole life, but really, like, you don't, like, you don't see, like, the bad path that they're leading you. You know, that's, like, the biggest, biggest obstacle out there for sure kind of doing that yeah um what would you say is kind of like if you could go back to where you're at now like your age and everything that you've experienced and you could go back to your younger you what would you probably say to that person oh a bunch of i, I grew up around tough love so i would yeah. probably like punch on myself like yeah. beat myself up physically yeah. And then I'll be like, yo, snap snap out of it, bro. Who do you think you are? Yeah. First of all, who do you think you are? And what do you think you're doing? Yeah. You know? Like, I had plenty of people before me, older, mm -hmm. that I seen go down that path and it didn't lead right, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't know why. 
like I'll be like I'll ask you why I'll ask myself why like what are you what are you doing bro you know yeah. like snap out of that you're not you know who you think you are you're not even close go back to being who you were you know be yourself you know that's my biggest slogan just be yourself you know people will respect you more I wish I would have just taken my own advice back then yeah. really what do you so can because you said be yourself were you then trying to like back then when you were younger were you trying to like kind of fit in or like thinking that you have to act a certain way talk a certain way move a certain way in order for you to kind of be accepted into your environment yeah it was more like my people know who my older brother is yeah so i was like okay i gotta i'm not gonna let my older brother down especially when he was in jail people would try to pick on me yeah and so i'll just fight it was mainly just like guilty by association or affiliation type of thing like where I lived, like, oh, this food stays over here on the other side of the tracks. Fuck this food. So you get tested. But I was never like that. I was never, like, I, want, I never want, I liked fighting people, you know? I never liked jumping foods or whatever. Whatever the gang life brought me, I never liked it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, I used to skate, do graffiti before all of that shit. It's just guilty by association. Like, I don't know, man. Just, yeah, you got to... You gotta get with the program or get lost. Get with it or get lost, really. Yeah. You know, that was really what it was like. And then when you get lost, you just get treated other like differently. Like you get treated worse than how they treated you before. You know. Yeah. So it was like just get with it or get lost, really. Yeah. Yeah, and then you spoke about now. Um, I kind of want to uh, switch it to like you're talking about your skating. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get introduced into skateboarding? Oh, uh, my brother's older friend named Robert. Yeah. He used to skate. He used to come over with like crazy old '90s skate clothes. Like I remember, he had a shirt that said Dodo uh, bushings, yeah. but it was like a play on with Play-Doh. Oh. And I thought I was really cool. I was like, "Damn, that looks sick as fuck." And then he would have like Thrasher hats, Vans. I'm like, "Damn, this food's sick." Dicky, like the way I dress now, like Dickies with the Vans, and like yeah. I got my swag from him. Like my brother used to skate, but he was never really into. It. He was one of those dudes like he picked it up. He'll learn a couple tricks, but he was in like doing it all the yeah. time yeah he wasn't he was into other things but his friend robert for sure shout out to robert he gave me my first skateboard i remember my first ever skateboard was a rocket power board Damn. from uh big five sporting goods yeah and then i tried riding it and it wasn't it i was like this ain't <laughs> it bro this ain't it and then yeah. he seen it he was like yeah bro this ain't it he gave me one of his old boards it was a world industry just like that yeah like the one you have there it was yeah. like that one but it was the wet willy guy. Yep. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is where it's at. Yeah. And then shouts to him. I just started writing in. And my brother used to clown on me. Like, you don't even know how to ollie. You're a poser. And I'm, that's when, what made me want to learn tricks. Yeah. Just the tough love. Like, oh, you're lame. You suck. Shit like that. But back in the day, I wasn't really that good either. I just did it just so I can have people to hang out with, really. Yeah. Get away from that, the negativity. That, that's what I was going to ask you, too. Was that kind of like a scapegoat? Like... That you took, like, kind of get your mind out of the gutter again? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's, like, a lot of a scapegoat for kids down there. Anywhere where there's, like, anywhere in L.A., there's a skate park, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's definitely, at that park, there's definitely a gang Mm -hmm. that takes over that park. And there's, like, a bunch of skaters there. They don't worry about the skaters. They never worry about the skaters. Unless you're, like, a loudmouth, you know? Yeah. Hard ass, you know? But, yeah, the skateboarding for sure was an escape go for me and all my homies that grew up together on the same block. Because my homies still skate to this day. They have little brothers that they could have been gangbanging, but they chose to do other cool shit that their older brothers told them. Like, oh, skateboarding, art, you know, yeah. things like that. So shout out to skateboarding. Shout out to all my homies who got me into skateboarding. Shout out to Alondra Skate Park. <laughs> that was my first skate park I went to. Hermosa Beach Skate Park. Damn. 
fuck Hermosa because you have to wear helmets. Yeah. And then no one really went there. You had to wear helmets at the skateboard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a little kid, yeah. There was like an age restriction at Hermosa. If you were like 13, if you were past 13, you don't have to wear, I mean, you don't have to wear all the helmets. You just got to wear like, a helmet? I mean, the, just the helmet and the pads, my fault. Yeah. You just get to wear a helmet past the age of 13. Damn. Um, how did you get into wanting to do Born Ready? Because I know when we spoke at T-Mobile, you kind of had that idea already. Yeah. You were telling me about it. How did you go from that idea to actually um, jumping forward and, and coming out with it and doing it? All right. So shout out to my older brother for the hustler mentality. You know, yeah. people, you know, like yourself, you know, you just get some money, flip it type yeah. thing. So when I was working at T-Mobile, we made pretty decent amount of money working at T-Mobile. So I just saved some off to the side. I came here to the Barnum factory to Ink Space, yeah. and I bought a couple of t-shirts. It really was just like a sticker idea. Like this sticker I have on my phone, it was really just this at first. Yeah. And I would just put, put them up everywhere, and people were like, damn, that's sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, you should make t-shirts. And I was like, damn, that's actually kind of cool. Like this would be fresh. Like I can imagine people rocking a Born Ready shirt. Yeah. And then I came here, did my first drop. And then it didn't go so good. Yeah. Like just the like the five people that knew about it bought shirts, and I just had a huge inventory, so I gave them all away. Yeah. But which was like a good idea at the end, cause that shit low key got me like uh, word of mouth type of thing yeah. for Born Ready. But uh, it was just a sticker idea, and I saved up some money. And then I can't remember who did who told me that, but they were like, "You should make some T-shirts, bro. I rock it. It's fresh. I like the meaning. I like the yeah. the words." Yeah. I'm like, "What? Sick!" And that's really much how I pretty much got started. Yeah. It was just an idea, like something I would tell myself, like when I go to work, like, "Oh, bro, I was born ready for this shit," you know. Like any anything that comes your way, it's not even like a clothing thing. It's like a mindset, you know, like a mentality, the way you carry yourself. Yeah. Like anything you do, like when you thought about this podcast, like I was born ready for this shit, you know, like. Anyone, anything you do, anything you do in life, you're born ready for it, you know? The way you carry yourself, the way you talk to people, like, the respect thing, like, there's values to it, you know? Yeah. It's like the mob, you know? Like, if, whenever, whenever I tell someone, like, they buy, a, whenever someone buys a shirt, I tell them, like, you're, like, joining a big family, you know? Yeah. You're not left out, you know? You're, you're, you're where you belong, yeah. you know? Type of shit like that. So it came from, like, a way I carried myself, like, a little slogan I tell myself to a sticker, and then I got the idea for a shirt, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to just make shirts. Yeah. And come up with cool graphics. What's been the response that you received so far, um, your support? Because I see a lot of people rocking it, too, and fucking with you. Um, with the skate park that just opened up, and how, do, how much does that mean to you? Man, it means the world to me, bro. Because, honestly, I never really thought it would, like, grow. Because I remember when I first started the Instagram page, it was, like, the f- only 20, 30 people that I knew. Yeah. From, like, work yeah. and, like, coworkers, friends. Yeah. And then I started skating, and I wear my shirt to the park, and they're like, damn, that's sick. Like, I like the graffiti logo. I'm like, damn, this is my shit. Like, you should check it out. And then everyone started telling me, like, yo, this is sick. Make more shirts. Like, I fuck with you. And then I would just, like, be skating around. Like, I got cool with the skater homies here, the local DSM, like, skate scene. Yeah. I got cool with everyone. Like, everyone knows me, bro. Like, I'm cool. I, I try to be the coolest guy, you know? I don't like to be a dickhead. I don't like to be rude. I don't like to be mean to people. Like, I could be mean, but, like, out of tough love, yeah. you know? Like, if I already know you, I'm going to talk some shit, but out of love, you know? Yeah. But I got cool with everyone. Everyone was telling me it's a cool idea. Like, they like the design. They like the meaning. Like, and then I was just like, fuck, like, a new spark. Like, fuck, I'm going to start doing this. And everyone was just, like, telling me kind words. Like, man, you're a cool dude. Your brand's cool. I like the, the vision, the videos you make, the songs you put, like, yeah. things like that. Like, the whole... 
the whole brand as one people fuck with it and they fuck with me so like i think that's like one thing like if anyone were to ask me like oh what's the advice you can get like you gotta be cool in order your thing to be cool too you know yeah like you gotta be like a solid person mm-hmm. for shit to be solid for you you know the shit like that so i really appreciate everyone rocking it i appreciate everyone hitting me up appreciate all the kind words it motivates me you know sometimes i'd be down on myself unmotivated and that shit just motivates me even more like it's crazy i'd be on, i'm beyond grateful and appreciative that i was accepted into the scene out here mm-hmm. and then that people look at me like oh this is that guy he's cool as fuck i like i, I just try to be as humble you know yeah. humble as i can be because you never know you can have it all day one you can have it all one day and it'll be gone tomorrow type of shit so yeah. i try to take it one day at a time and just be humble have you ever received backlash or like people talking shit and how did you deal with it? Oh, of course. There's always going to be people talking shit. I be, I've had fake accounts yeah. DM me talking about you're biting, you're swagger jacking. Like they'll try to compare me to like a big skateboarding brand. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what it is. Like I, I see what you're trying to do. You're funny, trolling, ha ha ha. But like it doesn't get to me, you know? Yeah. Like especially, especially things over social media. Like. Like, cyberbullying was never a thing to me, like... Because you... Well, you've experienced, like... you. I think, for me, in my opinion, you experienced, like, real... Bullying. Yeah. To, like, cyberbullying is yeah. not going to affect me. I just laugh at it, like... To be honest, their insecurities are showing more than my insecurities on their they fake... Come a fake, account. fake account. They got to tell me some shit they can't tell me in person, like... If you got some shit on your chest, let me know. Get it off your chest, you know? Yeah. Don't be a little bitch beating around the bush, like... Yeah. Do these, like fucking yeah burner, the account. burner accounts just yeah. to tell me my shit's biting or it's whack or whatever yeah. or like i'm trying too hard like i don't even know if i'm trying sometimes i'll be asking people like am i trying too hard bro and i'm like we're like nah bro you're just being i'm just being myself honestly like the whole brand is what i think is cool you know yeah. like if you don't find it you don't like it if you don't like it or don't think it's cool then thank you you know uh, maybe work on it you <laughs> know i don't know it just doesn't affect me the the talking shit i can i can talk shit too you know, I appreciate it. I have constructive criticism, you know? Yeah. I'm all for it. But, like, if you're going to make a fake IG and then just slide in my DMs telling me my shit is lame or it's biting, just keep it to yourself. It's not, gonna, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, bro. Like, didn't do anything. I'm not, like, losing sleep or anything. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I wanted to also talk about, now that we're on that subject, of you mentioned something on Instagram that I wanted to talk about, mm. and that was you're not a skateboard brand. Mm-hmm. What what type? Where did that come from? And kind of elaborate more on that. Okay, so I made a post saying uh, Born Ready is not a skateboarding brand, nor do we not we don't have a skate team. Yeah, so because people like there's other local brands here, yeah. and it's like a legit skateboarding brand. Like they make skateboards, they make T-shirts that say skateboarding, uh, like something skateboarding or skateboards yeah. right yeah i'm not gonna say any names i don't i don't hate them or i don't like i dislike them or anything they do, they're doing a good job yeah. it's just i don't want to do that yeah you know i don't want to have like a group of people that are like like i want to like i want to put everyone on a pedestal i want to put everyone on the main stage yeah like if you go on, on the born ready page it's like every local skater mm-hmm. yeah they skate but it's the way they carry themselves off of that skateboard you know yeah. i fuck with them more than just their skateboarding ability you know mm-hmm. Because Born Ready is the way you carry yourself. Yeah. It's more than just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's the way you think and treat people and how you go about daily life. And then, yeah, it's just not a skateboarding. T- I don't want to show favoritism. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy like, oh, this was better than you. Not me. Who am I to say that? I'm not even good at I'm not even good, you know? So, yeah, I make skateboarding things. Yeah, people who skate rock my thing, my, my shit. Like, I make skateboarding hardware. Just because people like who's like a lot of skaters fuck my shit, so why not 
help them. Yeah, cater to them, you know? Yeah. But um, just for the simple fact, I don't want to show favoritism. Yeah. I don't want to be like that dude who's like gatekeeping things. It seems like you're gatekeeping shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't look right to me, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it would, I wouldn't feel right to have a skateboarding team and just hook up these certain amount of people yeah. when i want to hook up everyone Everybody. yeah that's just my the way i look at it yeah i just want to help everyone type yeah. thing so now i want to also because we're off off um before we started recording we were talking about the dude tour and stuff like that what was because you went to a project um you went to x games right mm-hmm. and we we're talking about that can you um kind of talk to me about the story that we were talking about um your first time experiencing the x games mm-hmm. and then also meeting p okay so Growing up in LA, like in Gardena, yeah. and Gardena is like a big like skateboarding hub, like like on the low key. It's yeah. super under like Daywan Song. Not sure if you're familiar with him. He grew up in uh, Gardena. Ronnie Mullen, yeah. like with the World Industries, the warehouse was in Gardena. Yeah. So like all the skate spots, all those old skate videos, it's all Gardena skate spots. Like Kareem Campbell, he has a trick at El Camino College, and I can take you to that rail. Yeah. You know, I know exactly where that was at. So. Just fucking like that whole thing. <clears throat> just growing up, my brother just being in LA, being a Mexican, mm-hmm. a Hispanic kid in the hood, where like you're skating around, people are like, oh, that's that white boy shit. Like, you know, you have like the homies, my older brother's homies, like, you on his, he's on his Tony Hawk shit, you know, whatever. And I'm like, damn, who the fuck is Tony Hawk? You know, I know who Peter Rod and Kareem Campbell is, but who the fuck is Tony Hawk? And that's how I learned about X Games. Yeah. Motherfucker did a 900. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Not my type of skateboarding, you know? But I was like, I remember like watching the street X Games. I'm like, damn, this is sick as fuck. Like, and I didn't know, I wasn't old enough to process like, damn, this is in California. Until my brother was like, hey, you want to go to X Games? It was like 2004, 2005. Prime X Games, like yeah. at its peak, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Outside of Staples Center, I was—I don't remember how old I was, but fifth, 2005, probably in the f- fourth grade or something, fourth or fifth grade, and that—that's when I was like, I seen P. Rod in the flesh, bro. Like P. Rod was like my role model growing up. Him being a little Hispanic kid from the valley to be really good at skateboarding, mm-hmm. where it was a white boy thing to do. I'm like, damn, I want to do it even more. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is sick. Like, this guy is cool. Like. Kareem Campbell, too, he's a black dude, and he's good as fuck, you know? Like, shouts to him, like, for paving the way, you know, yeah. for the minorities and shit, for a white boy sport, you know? Yeah. But it's really not, like, shout outs to them, but when I seen P-Rod in the flesh, bro, it sparked, like, a motivation, like, this dude grew up how I grew up, yeah. you know? And this fool's good at skateboarding. And I just remember the key details, like, the fitted hat, the white beater, the tank top with the... Cinco de Mile dunks on, and I'm just like tripping now. Like, what the? F- this dude's good. I'm like, I felt like I was at the skate park, but I'm at an event yeah. with my brother. I'm sitting on his shoulders, and I'm just like tripping, like, whoa, like super, super cool. Like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that, I honestly would have not like like skateboarding as much as I do now. Yeah. Or, or P Rod. Mm-hmm. Like, shout out to the Dew Tour, like my job where I work at now, Dirt Burger. Mm-hmm. All of them are vegan. You know, yeah. like Peter Rod's a full gluten-free vegan. So is Manny Santiago. I met all of them working like randomly. They came in, ordered burgers, and I'm just like starstruck. Just what the fuck? You want a Cobra Kai with fries and ranch? I bet. Yeah. But I'm like, my the little kid in me is like doing backflips, bro. Like, what the fuck? This is Peter Rod, bro. I like, I just wanted to like, the first official way I met Peter Rod, though, <laughs> it was really funny. I was smoking weed. 
And uh, I'm like high out of my mind tripping. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that P-Rod, bro? And my homie who I was with, he was like, yeah, it's P-Rod. Go get a picture with him. I'm like, bro. Like the whole time I'm like sitting, standing next to him, I'm like, bro, you don't understand, bro. You you put on for the Hispanics, you know, like kids like me growing up in like Gardena yeah. wanted to get better because you are good, you know, like we want to get like you rocking Nikes, rocking Dunks, rock, being fresh, like yeah. just wanting to dress cool and I remember back in the days, lineups and like the big studded earrings were cool. You know, I wanted to get my parents didn't let me get earrings, but I got the lineup though, and I had dunks, so I was almost there. You know, but it's just ah, bro, it was really like crazy to me. The little kid in me was really, really like flipping out, yeah. but I had to be cool, and older Javi had to kick in. You know, yeah. but it was shout outs to that. Shout outs to the Do Tour too. Shout outs to the Lorison Skate Park. Yeah. Is making like. A bunch of dreams come true for the locals here, for sure. That's for sure. Um, how was it now, kind of, because dunks back then weren't what they are now. How do you view how that kind of transformed? Dunks back then were considered ugly. Yeah. Like the fat tongue, oh, the fat tongue, yeah. what the hell's that? Like, or those aren't real, those aren't real dunks because they're skateboarding shoes or whatever. Yeah. They were way cheaper. Mm-hmm. I remember being a little kid going to the surf, spider surf shop and just buying dunks for like 80 90 bucks just skateboard shop price but i bet they were like 60 70 at the nike warehouse or something but uh back then it was not as cool as it is now it was more like uh it was like mf doom yeah like if you knew about mf doom like you're in like a little secret society yeah if you know about the dunk exchanges that at the surf shops or the skate shops you're in a little secret society you know and everyone knew each other yeah i remember the first dunk exchange i went to was with a uh, spider surf shop and I bought, I don't remember what I bought, but I, I bought a pair, but everyone knew each other. My cousins had already been to Dunk Exchanges because yeah. they had like a huge blue box collection, purple box collection, yeah. even gold boxes. And I would just be tripping like, damn, he knows you. And then he would have like the dude who would say what's up to my cousin would have a table, like how you would, like a yeah. table full of Dunks, damn. Blazers, and just sell them for a hundred bucks. Not even, that's like 20 bucks profit yeah. back then, back then in the day, you know, they weren't like flipping them like how they are now. Yeah. And they were considered ugly shoes. ugly shoes. They were like considered really ugly. Like, like I remember wearing Dunks, and all my brother's hood homies were like, oh, "What the fuck are those? Like, get you some Air Force Ones, homie. What are you talking about? You know?" I'm like, "Hell no, these are hard. Cause just because they had different colors, they were bright. They weren't like your traditional Dunk, like Air Force shoe, you know? Yeah. They're just like fat tongue, like weird laces, yeah. like actual like skateboarding. Shoes. They were cool, you know? Yeah. They were they, they were cool to the people who knew about them." Yeah. But to people who didn't know what was going on, they were ugly. Get that out of my face. Too bright. Yeah. You know? I remember rocking the Miss Pac-Mans in school. Yeah. And they're, like, really flirt, like, bright pink, blue, like, yellow. Yeah. And I was getting made fun of. Like, oh, like, back in the day, you know, you get called gay. Like, yeah. Fe- like, you know, it's offensive now, but, like, back in the day, it was like, oh, we're fighting. You know? I bet it is like that now, but... Wearing those bright colors in the hood, Nike SB shoes, yeah. nah, bro, you're gonna get clowned now on. If you wear those shoes, you'd be like, oh shit. You'd be, yeah, if yeah. I see someone with Miss Pac-Man, I'll give them probably like, damn, bro, those are some yeah. old dunks right yeah. there. You got the Mr. Pac-Man, bro, you got, you got a collection on your hands. Those shoes now are worth thousands. I wish I still had them. Yeah. I wish I, st- I sold them for dirt cheap yeah. to one of my homies in school. Damn. Dirt cheap. I sold, like, I sold them off my foot. Like, yeah. oh, you want these? Give me 120 bucks right now. He had it. I was like, man, and I had my Nike sandals on. I was like, fuck it, I'll just wear my Nike sandals on. I made 120 bucks, you know? Yeah. And I, I was in middle of school, in middle of class. I remember I had a, a pair of blue lobsters, and I sold them to my substitute teacher right off my feet. He was, and he had the Homer Simpsons on. Damn. 
that's how I knew, like, it's a secret society, yeah. bro. Like, you see someone wearing dunks, like, damn, sick-ass dunks. You probably might even have a pair of dunks on, and they'll compliment you, like, sick Gibsons, like, Gibson. Like, I know, bro, dunks is the shit, bro. I used to have, like, mean dunk collection. Shout-out yeah. to my pops for showing love on that yeah. and providing me with as many dunks as I can get. I didn't have a huge collection, but I... I in my eyes, in my heart, I felt like I got the right ones. Yeah. You know? Like, I, think, I think that's what kind of people are missing now. Because um, when I first started getting into shoes and stuff, I wasn't going towards, like, I feel like whenever you get, like, first, like, especially now when people get into shoes, they're like, the more I have, the better. Mm-hmm. But I changed my mind completely. Now I'm like, I don't want all this shit because not all this shit means the same thing mm-hmm. to me. So, like, I pick and choose, like, if I want certain shoes and what it means to me. Yeah. Even though it might not mean much to other people, I know in my collection, like, this is the right stuff that I want. Yeah, like, when I had my collection, my my cousins were all about having a lot yeah. of shoes, you know? Yeah. I was more into having, like, the right shoes. Yeah. You know, like, my first ever pair I bought were the Space Tigers. Yeah. We talked about this. It was the coolest, simplest black shoe ever. Just a black Nike dunk with like specs on the toe box like a neon green bottom yeah and like a pink lining and just weird different colors but it was like a black solid black shoe mm. and i was like oh this is perfect for my wardrobe but i i, I like I, people i don't know people still do it like i pick shoes when i my wardrobe i go from bottom top so i got the shoes right i got yeah. black shoes pants you can wear with any levi's whatever right and I'll like match it like back in the day I wore like when it was not cool or hyped up like diamond and the hundreds and shit like I just match it I just make sure I got the right shoes that I that I like yeah. I don't care if this dude likes them or he he's like bro I like them they look cool on me you know but I collect like my collection back then were I don't know if you remember the Street Fighter pack yeah I had the Chun Li's just because I really liked the blue with the gold oh, stitching yeah. uh and the insole it was Chun Li yeah fresh. You know, I had to make sure I got the ones I liked. Like the Miss Pac-Mans, I liked them. You know, I didn't want to get the Mr. Pac-Mans, the high tops. I was never into high top dunks. I was always into lows or mids with the straps. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. I'm still kind of like that too. Even though I have some high tops, I always prefer my low tops. Easy to go in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess with the laces. Yeah. You know, the lows, like all I got to do is stretch them out real quick, unloosen them, and then time how yeah, I want. most of the lows that I have, they're already pre-tied. Mm-hmm. I just loosen them up, put them in, and you're ready. Exactly. Back, that's, yeah, it was the same thing back in the day. I missed it. Back in the day, it was easier, though. Yeah. Because nowadays, you you want to buy a pair of dunks for, I'm an 11, so I yeah. can't even find 11s now. Yeah. And if I do, they're going to be way expensive, yeah. super expensive. Like, I'm talking 300 or something. Yeah. Maybe even 250 if they're like, the cool. The, dude, the, the, the dude's cool. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Yeah, yeah the, the, the dunk hype nowadays is crazy. I mean, it's cool, you know, for the old heads that still got them, you know, get get your money. You know, they might might have families or a business. Like, bro, if you got, like, a pair of red lobsters, yeah. you can probably sell them for, like, 1200 right now. I think, no, they go for more. More? Three yeah. grand, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I know there's, like, if, it, if they're used, you can get, like, maybe, because this kid, I saw he had a pair of blue lobsters, but he had them with the friends and family box. Oh, got you. So he had the straps with them on, and then the friends and family box has, like, a... It looks like an ice box. Mm-hmm. Like where they keep lobsters yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has that. And he, Shit, I wish I had that box. Yeah. <laughs> he was asking like eight fifty for it. Mm. But they okay. were used, but they weren't my size. I put them on. I was like, dude, these don't fit me. It's it's too big. Um, but yeah, he was like asking like eight fifty for them. You ever get uh? I, I was really when there was a point in my life where I was really crazy for dunks, where I'll get a size smaller and just cut the straps. 
I didn't think about that. Like, just, you know how they come with the straps yeah. on the side? Like, if I was a, back in the day, I was like a 10 and a half, 10. So if I, if I was a 10 and a half, I'll get a 10, but I'll just cut the strap sure. off or take the insole out. That's how crazy I was. Yeah, the insole. Actually, I know a couple people that do that. Um, I have a buddy that I interviewed too that he's really into uh, dunks. Mm-hmm. And he found a pair. I can't remember what pair it was. Um, it was, fuck. I think it was the MF Dooms <laughs> that he got, but they were too uh, small for him. I would do anything to get my foot in those. Yeah, he took out the insole and they fit perfectly. Take the insole and cut the strap. I'm doing whatever to get my foot in the MF Dooms. I remember I had a homegirl that had MF Dooms and she didn't even know what she was rocking, bro. I hate people who like wear shit. They don't even know what it is. That pisses me off. And they don't appreciate it. Yeah, they don't like it pisses me off, bro. That pisses pisses me off. Like MF Dooms, you know, they reflective. That's how you know, like, like, girl, you got a rare pair of sneakers on. Yeah. And you're over here. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. But obviously she didn't give a fuck. Are you the type of person that like, if you have a like, say you have a pair of MF Dooms, are you the type of person like, fuck it, like I'm gonna wreck them or? I'm gonna wear them, yeah. special occasions. Like say I have a fit and I'm gonna go somewhere out, I'll go out. Yeah. I'm gonna wear them, and then maybe someone who knows the shoes will see them and appreciate, appreciate them. It, yeah. But I'm just like I'm gonna wear them on special occasions. Like yeah. if they're rare shoes, like MF Dooms. Like yeah. we're speaking, we talk MF Dooms. I'm gonna wear them for special occasions only though. Yeah. Well, if it's casual wear, you know, like. Oh, it's a cool night. We're going out. Casual wear. Bet I'm gonna throw these fuckers on. These are yeah. fresh. Ain't no one see these, mm-hmm. you know. But if if you were talking to me back in the day when I was in middle school, high school, rocking dunks, I would skate the fuck out of them. Yeah. My space tigers, I skated them. Have a hole in the toe. Everything. Yeah. I regret it. I regret it. I regret all the shoes I skated. All the dunks I skated. The Chun Li's we were talking about. I skated them. Skated all my dunks. I had the uh, Money Cat lows. Yeah. The all gold with the red stitching. Skated them, mm Skated all of them. Golden rails or what? Golden rails, right? Yeah. They're like a blue, black, whatever shoe. Yeah. Skated them. The Newcastles. Skated them. And all the like, Damn. dude. Yeah, I had yeah. some. I had some pairs, bro. Well, like Newcastles are fresh. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. The freshest pair. I remember being a freshman in high school, rocking the Newcastles, and all the older like juniors and seniors who were like in the. In, they were like basketball players, bro. Rocking right. Kobe's and shit. This is like when. The shoe game was at its prime when you can rock Grinch Kobe's to school yeah. and no one was like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, I would. I was skating them. People hated me for that. I would be rocking crazy dunks no one's seen or heard, like the three pair, yeah. the three uh, bear pack, but yeah. the lows, rocking them, skating like baby them. Baby bear, papa bear. Mama bear, bear. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, skated them. The Gibsons with the brown, all brown with the pink fur inside, yeah. skated them. You know, and I would tell people, bro, it's this Nike skateboard, and you know, I'm gonna yeah. skate these shits. They're meant That's for what it. They're meant for. Yeah, and, I, and people hated me for it. like, bro, you got a fucking four hundred dollar Flight Club pair of shoes on, yeah. bro. I'm like, so motherfucker, like I'll get another pair. They only nineties on ninety bucks on CCS. Yeah. That's back in the day though. Yeah. Talk to do that now, you. Oh, you're going viral. You know, I was going viral in fucking 2010. <laughs> if anything. Yeah. You know, but that shit, yeah, I regret skating my yeah. shit. But I do keep my nice ones clean though, for sure. Yeah. How was it then? Um how do you how do you kinda wanna go moving forward with your brand with Born Ready? I just wanna make it to where like obviously I wanna get it big, have my own little warehouse where I can make get like a drag to garment printer or something really nice, have it really sick, continue my DIY. I'll print mine. That's what I was gonna ask you too. How did you want to? How did you get into that? Like making your own? uh, Because you have your own screen, right? Mm -hmm. I got a couple screens for this design, the graffiti logo, and then like a cholo handwritten logo. Yeah. I drew this one myself, and I did the handwriting. Yeah. I just um. 
coming up, bro, coming up, like, I like hardcore punk rock music, too, not just hip-hop, you know? Yeah. And then, like, growing up in Gardena, there's, like, a huge punk rock, hardcore, like, psychobilly scene. Like, they used to be at the skate park hosting free shows. And I'll be at the skate park not knowing what's going on. And I'm like, sick. And then there'll be merch tables, like, for the band that's playing, like, T-shirts. And then they'll make it themselves. Like, all the, the bands that I fuck with growing up, they would record themselves and distribute it themselves. So, like, do-it-yourself shit. Like, it's better, you know? Yeah. You get a better, like, feeling out of it. Yeah. You know? It's, I did this. This is my hard work. But at the same time, it's really, ah, no, it's really cool, bro. Like, do it yourself. The people appreciate it more. Yeah. You know? That's why a lot of people fuck with it. Because, like, I, I make it myself. I'm in my my basement. I call it the dungeon. <coughs> Bless you. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the dungeon just printing out shirts, hoodies, whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah. I, I was really just inspired by the do-it-yourself hardcore punk rock bands I'd listen to. Or, like, the old school, like big l's like yeah. they used to bro like wu-tang yeah. they used to record themselves do it themselves so i was like fuck it, i'm gonna get inspired by them and do it while do it like that you get more like not to me like a greedy motherfucker but you do get more money out of yeah. it i gotta pay bills and shit i gotta make back what i spent is way like way cooler for yeah. sure it's more core like down to the roots for sure yeah you I, think that you you take more time and like creating your craft you kind of take more like appreciation for it for sure yeah i'm very passionate yeah. in what i do yeah. and what i like what i stand on what i say you know yeah. so i'm very passionate in the born ready and i'm very i want to take it further i want to get take it to the next level yeah. like right now i'm content where it's at but i feel like i can do more you know and that's what that's where my motivation comes from because i don't want to let the homies down like the people that appreciate the born ready brand and yeah. that fuck with it i don't want to let anyone down that's like the whole my mindset behind it. I don't, I don't want to let anyone down. I want to be like, the little kids at the skate park look up to me. And they always like come up to me like, oh, look at this clip I got. Oh, look at this, look at that. Like, they, they think I'm cool, bro. So if they think I'm cool, I'm going to show them some cool shit that I can do. And that's the Born Ready stuff, you know? And I don't want to stop. I don't plan on stopping. I got my girl who rocks it. I got my family who rocks it. Cousins in Mexico who rock it. So like, I don't want to let anyone down. Yeah. My nephews look up to me, you know? So I just want to be like a cool like uncle role model for people, like for kids who want to do their own shit. Yeah. Like take some advice from me or just learn what, from what I did, you know? Yeah. That's about it. Dope. Um, what would you say is your biggest inspiration now moving forward? I'm just seeing kind of that, like you were just talking about like kids coming up to you. Yeah, just like the um, the people I, I touch with the brand, bro. Like the people that come up to me, like I've had parents come up to me at the skate park. Like, I right, man, I really like your brand. Even though my brand is not, like, like PC-friendly, it's really hardcore, gritty, like, grungy, like, dark, yeah. like, imagery, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, it plays really fast, hardcore, dark music and, like, dark rap lyrics and shit. And it's not, like, your typical rip-and-dip brand, you know? It's not some shit you see as, you will see at Zoomies if it's big, you know? Yeah. You'll see, like, I want my shit to be, like, supreme, bro. Yeah. You know? And it just, like... That just motivates me, bro. People be like, man. And the way that people want more, like I only do limited drops and the, the fact that people want more and more and more, I'm like, fuck, this is where it's at right here. I think I got something going. And then like just that, like them wanting more, them like telling me, y'all, you need, you need to make more, you need to make more. The kids telling me you need to make more. The kids coming up to me thinking I'm just the love, bro. The love and appreciation. I'm very grateful for it and appreciative, appreciative, uh, appreciative of it tongue twister yeah and then i just don't want to let them down bro i want to see continue that 
That's dope. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, one of the last questions to kind of wrap it up, um, I always ask guests that come on here is, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Where do you want to be? The next 10 years? Yeah. Shoot. Owning some land. Definitely having, definitely owning some land. Not just for me, but for like the born ready. For sure. Like a building, like an yeah. office space type studio mm-hmm. where I can, like a storefront almost. A storefront with like a like a warehouse in the back of it. Yeah. So like in the front, I'll sell my merch. In the back, you're making it. Making it, shipping, shipping it out. Yeah. A little skate park for the homies to come hang out, you know. But like my main goal is to have like a storefront, studio storefront where like it's like it doesn't look like an actual storefront. It looks like a studio, like an art exhibit. Mm-hmm. I want to like all plain white walls, yeah. canvases of my friends' paintings or paintings that I think are cool as fuck, mm-hmm. a board wall. Fucking a couple racks of clothing, you know, and then just having it established, having my my born ready brand established throughout the community, throughout the world. I don't know. I just want to I want to make it big, but I want everyone just to who's helped me Mm -hmm. be a part of it. And we just like it's like a big team, big building. Yeah. Come together. Like, let's get this shit going. Like, shout out to the people who have helped me. You never forget. Like, they're forever in my favor, you know? Yeah. I just want I just don't I just want to pay them back with like their own office space in my warehouse for Born Ready, you know? It'll be, be super cool and then just whenever like I'll have like a drop or whatever, have like a little function at the storefront, a little party, bring your own beer, whatever, like yeah. drinks provided, food, you know? Good music, TVs on the walls where they're playing different videos or some, art on the wall and then just t-shirts hanging up sweaters hanging up jackets whatever hopefully having more merch and within 10 years i'm trying to like i got in contact with some people who are like making jackets like work jackets so i want to get like some sick sick merchandise made bro like i don't want to just make t-shirts or hoodies you know like i want to provide some good apparel and merch for the folks who fuck with it and believe in me and believe in the brand yeah i really like that um i also wanted to ask you um, kind of as a last word, if you could, for those people who are listening, who either know you or they don't know you, they want to know you, what would you kind of say to them? Kind of like a word of inspiration. Oh, man, take it from me, bro. I didn't. I didn't seen rock bottom a couple times, you know, I'd have had some dark days. I didn't have some dark months. Yeah. It, 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 life goes on, bro. You know, like I've been like really dark. I'm really dark. I'm a really dark person, so I've really like had times where like I feel like I'm not gonna be able to make it. Yeah. Just you got it, you know. If whoever's listening and they're and you feel like you're down and out, you got it, bro. You know. Yeah. Like, if you feel like you got no left uh, soul left in you, then you're crazy because you still have a, a whole lot of soul left. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got it. Just hang in there. Keep your chin up, bro fucking thug it out you're born ready for this shit you know what i mean so whatever the life the the path you chose in life the the path you choose in life you signed up for it you know yeah. so be be ready for the bumps and roads bro because there's always gonna be speed bumps in the road yeah there's not gonna be a smooth sailing yeah. you gotta work hard there be there was days where i wanted to quit delete activate the deactivate the born ready page and just not do any anymore just go mia but nah bro there's better days better days will come Stay down, be humble, don't expect things, don't expect shit, bro. Yeah. Just don't expect anything. Like if you if you feel like your shit's cool, you know, put it out and let it speak for itself. Yeah. Don't be that guy like 
man, I've had motherfuckers try to start their own shit and like force them, force them to like force their product on me type shit. Like, I don't want to buy it, bro. Like, I think you're cool and all, but the way you're going about it, like, don't be that guy. Be positive. Stay humble. Be, be someone you would want, be someone that you would want, like you would want around you, you know, be like, change up. You're shedding your skin, you know, like the, the, my, the old hobby different from what i am now you just you're like just keep your chin up bro keep going at it there's better days don't stop believe in yourself if no one's believing in you fuck them believe in yourself you don't need them at the end of the day you die alone as fucked up as that sounds but still you know you i I built around tough love so you got this whoever's listening you feel down and out you got this shit you don't need no one else but yourself yeah Oh, I want to thank you, bro. I really, truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day, coming down here. Appreciate you, bro. Get on here. No, seriously. Uh, before we leave, I want to um, can kind of give you this time. Where can people find you, whether that's Instagram? Drop all your handles. All right. So on Instagram, my personal is at Javi Martinez. So at Javi, J-A-V-I-M-R-T-Z underscore. And the Born Ready Instagram is at Born Ready LTD for limited. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's yeah, it. Just hit go. me up on Instagram if you got any questions or some concerns about my t-shirts or if, if you're like a customer trying to mer- purchase, hit me up on the Born Ready page. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right there. Cool. Well, again, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, bro. Here and just my, having a dope ass conversation. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed my time here. My pleasure. I was really. I've been trying to get on this yeah. thing for a while, even though I didn't even have Born Ready. I just wanted to be on here and talk shoes, <laughs> and talk the culture, yeah. talk the, the vibes, you know? Yeah. But I appreciate you for bringing me on here so I can have like a platform to talk yeah. about Born Ready and just talk about my upbringing and whatnot. People get a closer look of who I am, yeah. you know? People don't really know me out here, so I feel like people will be like, oh, this guy, he knows some shit, you yeah. know? You know? Sure. And that's always good to kind of get out of your comfort zone and do something that you usually wouldn't have done and kind of you know uh you know experience more of that facts i'm over here sipping a truly just to loosen up i'm i was nervous as hell yeah this is cool i really appreciate this you got a cool thing going i like your studio i mean i was always a pre uh, supportive when i when i first met you like damn this who's sick yeah you know when you were we were talking of like stuff that we wanted to do in the future Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so it's it's cool seeing it flourish like cool seeing it like sprout you know it's really fucking it's cool seeing your homies flourish with you yeah. you know not against you yeah. you know i'm not like that that born ready shit isn't like it's a family yeah. you know if you fuck with me i fuck with you if you don't you don't gotta tell me you know what i mean like that's yeah. it bro that's it i fuck with i fuck with everything you're doing here it's cool bro thank you really 100 percent culture you. and core as fuck i like it thank you so again like i said i want to thank hobby for coming on um if you haven't if you have Keep supporting the homie. Um, you know, he's going to come out with a whole bunch of stuff, like he said. And I really, really fuck with the vision. Not only that, but the upbringing and uh, him able to tell us that uh, it's not easy for a lot of people to, to kind of go back and, and look at that and tell the story. So I want to thank him for that as well. And uh, hope you guys got something out of this episode, got some inspiration. No matter what, always keep it in your mind that you're born ready for this shit. Exactly. So, exactly. Again, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me.